A new Star Wars journey begins in the place all good journeys begin. At, well, the beginning. This Star Wars Day, I'm excited to introduce the new Star Wars Canon Timeline Podcast, where we will piece together the complete story of that galaxy far, far away, in timeline order, from the dawn of the Jedi through the great unknown following the sequel trilogy. This is a podcast for both Star Wars superfans and complete newbies. Listen to the short intro episode now to hear how it works and what to expect over the coming weeks as we set the stage for the new television series, The Acolyte, which we will be covering with weekly breakdowns. Subscribe to the Star Wars Canon Timeline podcast wherever you listen to take part in one of the most epic and expansive stories ever told, following all the twists and turns from start to finish. May the 4th be with you all, all month and beyond. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Welcome to the Barry Podcast, where the Lorehounds, your guides to clean living. I'm John. And I'm David, and this is our coverage of the HBO original series, Barry. In this podcast, we'll be giving an overview of Season 4, Episode 5, Tricky Legacies. Be sure to stick around to the end of the podcast for programming notes about our podcasting schedule for the rest of May. Quick housekeeping for early access to ad-free episodes and exclusive content. Visit patreon.com slash the lorehounds. We're on our way to our one year anniversary and we want to hit 100 subscribers by the end of July. Stick around to the end of the podcast for some updates about our Patreon subscriber benefits. Also, if you're enjoying our content and want to give us a leg up, leave us a review and or a rating on Apple Podcasts. Unlike Barry, we do want to be found and your ratings and reviews will help us do that. We just don't want to live in an empty desert of yes. a landscape. Yes. We live in a populated, friendly, fun place. Right. Uh, a quick reminder that for this season of Barry, we are doing a short form recap. But if you've got comments on anything we didn't discuss, send us feedback for the next episode. Send emails to lorehounds at the lorehounds or head over to our website. And there you can either use the voicemail feature. Super easy to use. Just click the button and you can start to record. And we can drop that right into the podcast or use the contact form. And then that'll send us an email and then we can... Uh, put those into the episode or hop over on our Discord and uh, post a message there. We've got a Barry channel all set up and uh, a fun community of folks chatting about all the shows we are covering. So many options. 
So many options. Maybe too many options. <laughs> Very exciting. Mm. David, uh, what's what's going on with this episode? What were your overall thoughts? Wow, what a gear shift. What a what a change. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's a smart decision on the part of the showrunners to uh, slow us down for a second, take the foot off the accelerator, let us catch our breaths for a moment. And then I think these next three episodes are going to be pretty crazy. Um, yes. The, and it was a good setup, right? It, it, it brought us to a different place. It changed the tone uh, on everything. Uh, there's no way that I would have ever dreamt that this season is going where it's gone. This is a bizarre episode in that regards. We would have just tried to pick up from the prison and from Noho Hank, uh, you know, and, and all of that kind of stuff. Instead, we, we jump eight years into you right. know middle right. of the farm country. You know, it was really bizarre. Uh, that said, it was a beautiful episode, and I kept taking screenshots and I posted about three of them in our Discord channel because some of the shot framing was just gorgeous. It was this American uh, modern Gothic vibe to yeah. it. Somebody just on Reddit was saying beautiful. They, they're taking some horror shots yes okay and they're applying them to this it's sort of like the horrors of monotony yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally totally you could see that i mean the scene of of sally and their son john uh curled up in the bathtub with that blue light i mean that well was a serial gorgeous. killer guards them yeah and then you we cut to <laughs> him standing in front of the house with his sidearm and they have that shot perfectly composed and it's so Americana right now, you know, man defending his castle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's chilling on a couple of levels. Visually, it's stunning. And the whole episode was a huge tonal shift. And I'm kind of excited to talk about a few of the the things because they're doing th- this whole play within a play that Sally's involved in. I think yeah. it's great. So yeah. anyway, what did you think of the, the episode? You know, when I was watching it, I was just uncomfortable the whole time. And I realized afterwards, I'm like, okay, that's what was supposed to happen. This right. was supposed to be yes. as uncomfortable for me as it is for Sally. Kind of skin crawly. And as it is for John, mm-hmm. the other John. Uh, yeah, it was. it's almost like a horror movie in that you have two people forced to live with a serial killer. Mm-hmm. right? And I know you and I both listened to Bill Hader's interview with the Prestige TV podcast. Yeah, I'm glad we did because it... it brought some extra insights on what is a, a kind of a hard yeah. episode to, to parse, to take apart. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't entertaining, right? It was not an no, entertaining right. episode. Yeah. This is point. not something that you like, if this were the whole show, you'd be like, well, that just sucks. Uh, but as a, as a setup <laughs> episode and as a sort of touch point before, mm. between and between different crazy time periods in their lives, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Agreed. It might have worked better as half an episode. I'll say that. It might have worked better as half an episode before we got back to the action. Interesting. But at the same time, I think the effect that they wanted was we want you to feel as tired of this life as, they as everybody else in this mm-hmm. scene. You know? Except for Barry. Yeah. yeah. Barry's living is, his best life. What he thinks is his best life. Right. Well, I, it might be his best life at this point. You know? <laughs> what else is he going to do? <laughs> That's true. That's he could move, he maybe he could move to Chechnya if he mixed things up with uh, Noho Hank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his skills are probably uh, in demand somewhere in the world at some point. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, Fuchs was on the farm in Chechnya. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For three. sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he could move to the farm, but uh, not anymore. <laughs> I think that no. ship has sailed. Yeah. 
Well, I think it's time we get into it, David. There's a lot to talk about. It was pretty difficult to outline this episode, I'll be honest, because this is really, you know, one family portrait. Mm -hmm. And I had to divide it into three pieces. And you, you don't really get the whole picture without seeing the other pieces. But I think that it helps to sort of focus on the three family members. As- yeah, I think it's a good way to break this episode down. Otherwise, yeah, what do we, then we're doing a scene by scene, you know, uh, right, it, it's right. kind of difficult. So yeah, it's I think tricky. it's a good entry point. Yeah. So let's start with Barry. Mm. Here's my synopsis of his plot. Eight years in the future, Barry and Sally have evaded law enforcement and had a son. They live in the middle of nowhere. Barry homeschools their son, John, and Sally works as a waitress at a local diner. Barry, under the pseudonym Clark, attempts to reconcile his past through the lives of history's great men and their flaws. When there is a knock at the door, he goes back into killer mode. At the end of the episode, he decides to kill Gene to stop his biopics production. Yeah, very interesting. So eight-year jump. I guess Mrs. Lorehound, who predicted that this was a dream last episode yeah it was no uh, she no 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 internet points for her this no round good. but good good call though i mean it was certainly to have only beer and wine in the refrigerator uh-huh. and the half eaten donut that did feel very dreamlike and the whole dust blown atmosphere yeah very very dreamlike so i well, think well and she was right that Barry doesn't know how to raise a family it's just <laughs> it's unfortunate true. that it's real <laughs> it's it's, it's real, real. <laughs> And it, the the whole thing of Barry trying to use YouTube as this uh, virtual school, we've done yeah. that, those of us who have children. I, it was not a fun experience. And this, uh, I, I, what's the deal with the Abraham Lincoln and trying to sort of maybe tear him down at the side? You know, yeah, okay, great men have, or great leaders have also flaws and their hu- are, are faults. So that they're also human. I mean, is that what he's trying to say about himself in some way? Make himself uh, yes, feel better. That's exactly better? what he's trying to say about himself. And I'll make okay. my case here. Yeah. I did. I did take some of this from Reddit because I just okay. saw some good discourse on Reddit. So I'm not going to say this is completely original, but sure. Fair. You enough. know, this idea of he's he's named himself Clark, right? Right. He he has glasses on now. He's Clark Kent. He thinks he's <laughs> Superman in his other life. Okay. Right. A farm boy. Yeah. Right out out there. Right. And yeah. Middle right. heartland America. Exactly. Exactly. He's going to move to Metropolis one day and everything will be good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think that even Bill Hader sort of suggests this in the podcast is th- he's trying to say, look at all these great men who people worship, who people, right. you know, put into their daily lives because they did such great things. Look at all the terrible things they did. And they're still great men. Uh, right. So I did terrible things, but I could still be a great man. And so mm, yeah. when he's yeah. talking to his son and telling him how he was a medic, bullshit, Barry, <laughs> right, uh, right. and, you know, he's, he saved his best friend and everything was great. It's it's him trying to portray the Penny version of Lincoln, whereas right. inside he knows that he has the, uh, you know, the the problematic parts of Lincoln right. inside. Right. And this, uh, yeah, this this rehabilitate. He's like trying to rehabilitate him in some way. I, I think actually, I think actually, um, somebody said on Reddit, and I agree with this, is he's almost maybe even subconsciously preparing his son to find out about how terrible his dad is as an adult, mm, but accept that he can still be his dad and he can still love him. Right, right. And, and so pre-building in the uh, 
uh, I, I may have been a great man, but I am also a flawed man. And so right. see all these other great flawed men out there. Recognize that there could be multi-layered people, yes, right? Right. I do have to say as a, as a parent, this episode was really breaking my heart and yeah. I felt a lot for John in this strange, isolated existence that he has. And, and these two, Sally clearly not interested in being a parent. I've right. been that, you know, I've been there at that 2 a.m., 3 a.m. wake up where you're like, hey, spouse, go deal with your child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you but know? once it's you, once it's you, you got to be the parent, right? Right. One and of you has got to make her. A, yeah. Once exactly. it was her, she's like turning away. And he was, she got called. He was happy to even get that. Right. Yeah. And, you, you know, just the, 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 the terror that, you know, the kid, because kids will do that, right? They'll perseverate. Is that the right word? They'll fixate on something and they'll, they'll be running it around in, your, in their mm -hmm. minds. And, you know, when they come at two, three in the morning with that fear, you got to be there for them with that and, and sort of guide them out of the forest. They have to figure out yeah. how to fix it in their own brain, yeah. but they need that loving reassurance to help, you know, see their way out of it. And for Sally just to eschew that, whoa, boy, that really, really hurt me as a parent. <laughs> I right, really felt right. for John in that in that moment. Um, but and, even Barry is yeah. so superficial. I mean, somebody yes. again. I, I I loved the Reddit comments last night. They were really good to to ground me to an episode that didn't really capture me right away. Okay. Uh, and somebody was saying, you know, it's almost like he's directing a movie of his life. When he goes to say, tell him about the mi yeah. the military, he goes, right. oh, were you in the military? He goes, you know what? Let's do this on the swings. Like he's, he's like, where can I shoot this scene where right. it'll be the most impactful? <laughs> right. what's, what's the most Hollywood way to do this? Right. It's very artificial. Everything, something my wife said, Mrs. Lorehound said, you know, we'll, we'll bring her back into the mix, is uh, everything he said to his son was a story. Well, John... Mm. This is the story of this. Did I ever tell you about this biblical story? Did I ever tell you about right. blah, blah, blah? It's not, it's not genuine. He doesn't just answer a question. Everything has a narrative. Everything is about the spin rather right. than the truth. One of the notes that I had for myself was that what I noticed was how out of touch he was with his son. He's uh -huh. trying so hard to fit this model that he has in his head of what the good parent should be that his trying is actually disconnecting him from being with his right. son. He's and actually being present. Yeah. And being present with his, you know, with this other human being that he's so desperately trying to, but he doesn't even know that his son, his son is a caricature to him. Right. In, in some ways. He's, yeah, a, he's just, his son's a toy. His son mm -hmm, is, a, yes. is yeah, yeah, that's an accessory in his life. It's exactly. not, he's not a, his own person. He wants An to play baseball. Parent. No, kid, you're going to watch Little League deaths <laughs> oh, on YouTube. Oh, my Lord, that was so, oh, my gosh. Yeah, just so much about this episode was so bleak and, and really <laughs> cut to does that? I mean, I guess Barry, I, I guess on the scale of things that Barry has done, it's one of the less bad things. So... I well, yeah, I guess the uh, YouTube the YouTube uh, content moderation algorithms weren't working that day. <laughs> yeah, right. So. I I feel like that's not even allowed on YouTube. Maybe it is. Maybe YouTube's darker than we think. Yeah. Well, and and then you know, like, uh, oh, my Lincoln book, and then grabbing it out of his hand and sticking it off to the side, and you know, uh, well, you know, yeah, God didn't provide you a comforter, so you know, be happy. 
<laughs> right. Like, what, that, it's just really. It's awful. You know, he's got to get the Lincoln book. Can't afford a blanket for his kid. Right. And what are they just shop? I guess they're just shopping for all their supplies online. So they're not yeah. going to any stores or anything yeah. like that. So, well, Barry's certainly not going out. I think that's the whole point is. Right. The only There's, people he sees are the neighbors. Right. That's why he's not working. That's why he's the homeschooler, Sally. Right. Because if Sally gets caught, they probably don't even have anything on Sally, right? She no, could right, probably yeah. just say, if Sally got picked up, she could probably say, oh my God, thank you so much for saving me. I've been right. trapped with a serial killer for eight years. Which uh, maybe is a good segue for us to talk about Sally now. I think so. I think okay. so. So Sally, now going by Emily, works at a local diner. She is checked out and numbing herself with alcohol. After being sexually harassed by a coworker, she lures him to the bathroom and chokes him to scare him away. She then frames him for stealing money from the register on the way out. Do you? I, I put that in that last line. Is that mm. what you understood to happen to? On the way out, meaning like as as he's leaving, because apparently he disappeared. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think because he was scared of her. Did you understand him being framed for Sally stealing money? No, that's I, what I understood, but I I could be wrong. I saw Sally pocket the money out of the till when she was checking out. Well, she said cash out, and and I've worked in restaurants, and I'm not as a server, but uh, I've seen the servers do that. It's not like you are supposed yes. to take money a lot of the time. Like that is exactly. A thing. Yep, I'm cashing yep, out. I, it's you taking your credit card tips or something like that. Exactly, and and so it was a very natural moment uh, movement in the moment. Right. But then when I think connecting it, yeah, she was dipping into the till there. I think so. And then so. she used that. Um, she had to figure out how to how to deal with him. Uh, what was his name again? Uh, I'm blanking it. Uh, Bell something or, or Bevin. something. Bevin. I think Bevin. It. Yeah, Bevin. Yeah, that was right. Um, the Quickly going back to the Bevin scene, and we've got more to talk about, about Sally at large, but since we're talking about Bevin, when she's choking him, there's uh, there was so much going on there and one of the things that occurred to me was that all this rage and fear that she's been feeling and all of this just all this emotion that she has is now pouring out he's the focus of her wrath of her yeah. of her losing her life losing her agency having to live and work in in this really weird thing and so it it works on multiple levels what she's doing to him, but she is n- in no doubt some of that strength of that grip strength that she's applying to him is coming from all of the rage of watching the other show mm-hmm. that should have been her show, right? Uh, you know, and all right. of this, all these lost opportunities and and everything pouring out into choking the living shit out of this guy. Yeah, Bevel. By the way, I just looked Bevel, it up. It thanks. was Bevel. Okay. So Apologies. before people start writing in, yes, it was Bevel. You. Still write in, please. I, yeah, I mean, write in. Feedback. We don't have any feedback this episode, so please do write in. You can correct us for something we got right. I don't care. Um, yes, I agree with you. I think that that was the focus of of her life. That was her taking some agency back. She's lost everything, really. Uh, and, you know, the one thing you can say against her is she chose to be with Barry, right? She chose to run off right. with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and But other than that, like... She is miserable. She feels trapped. I I think she doesn't see a way out at this. I don't point. think she wants to be a parent, right? You know, right. this isn't. Yeah, she's doing. She did it for Barry to keep Barry. I think she feels. She still feels safe with Barry. You know, when the right. when the knock of the door happens, 
Um, she when guides Walter him to where the, the door, right? <laughs> she guides him to the to which right. painting the gun is. But I love the fact right. that they nothing fancy. They just punched out the drywall. I know that was so funny because I was I was waiting to see the the cutout fancy, or you yeah, know maybe exactly. a safe that would be yeah. better. Yeah, uh, but you know I was waiting <laughs> to at least see a cutout and hit just it with, boom, <laughs> hit it with a hammer a few times to knock all yeah. on it. But she guides him to the to where the gun is. And then he, you know, tells her what to do and she does it without question. So she still feels safe with him. Yes. And so she, you know, she bear, bore his child to keep him in her, you know, in their, each other's orbit. Although she's eschewing being an active parent. John's upbringing is really Barry's project, not hers. Right. Right. What, and uh, there were some good lines between them. Like, what did you two learn today? You mean, what did I teach him? It's like, it's very, Barry's so weird and defensive at times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very strange. I mean, Barry was frightening all episode and has been frightening for a couple of seasons now. But it's, uh, he was a different kind of frightening in this. Like, oh yeah. my God, thank God my dad wasn't like that. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the the interesting thing though, uh, uh, with Sally is, is that she's acting now. She's in the most... Yes. immersive role that she's ever inhabited in in her acting career every she's got day the accent oh she's my got Lord. the makeup the the hair mm-hmm. yeah uh going going in as emily every day and then even when she's uh luring uh belvin in uh and the way that she plays it just just brilliant acting <laughs> from that level every single time we say it What's that? His name? Yes, I know. His name's going to keep changing. You said <laughs> Belvin this time, like Melvin. Yes. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like, first of all, I like what Bill Hader said in that interview of how the Bevel scene evolved mm-hmm. from him. You know, originally he was going to write a sex scene. You know, she's having an affair because right. she's just trying to, I guess, maybe feel singing, something. She's trying yeah. to feel something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he says, you know, that's not what this character would do. The character sort yeah. of led him to this. And I, I like that a lot because. You know, as much as Sally's been a victim of abuse, Sally has also abused herself. Right. And Sally does have that anger in her and does have that violence in her. Which uh, I loved seeing coming out when she was choking right. him. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, really... I thought he almost was going to die. I thought mm. we were going to watch her, you know, taking out predators one by one. Right. Right. Yeah. I wonder. I, I was cur- I was really on edge at how far she was going to take it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. She took it pretty far, though. Farther than I thought she would. Far enough that he scared the <laughs> the crap out of him. So Right. <laughs> right. All right. Let's move on to John. After learning how to play baseball from a neighbor, John is subjected to watching Little League death videos from his father. John is old enough to start noticing things his parents say that don't add up. He notices Barry and Sally calling each other by their real names and recognizes that his mom is wearing wearing a wig is strange. This is, uh, I didn't even realize he noticed Barry calling Sally, Sally until somebody pointed this out online, which is, it's when they're arguing earlier. Mm, okay. And he's listening in. Oh, at night, like he can Barry's hear It's like, Sally, yeah. you got to get it together or something like that. It's, it's, right. uh, stop drinking at work. Yeah. I didn't drink at work. <laughs> yeah. She didn't. Well, she, she waited until after she got, she left work to, to drink. So see, I thought I, th- I kept thinking that they were going to do action this episode. So I'm like, okay, so now she's going to get a DUI. So going to get pulled over for swerving on the road and then they're going right. to get caught. And, mm. but, uh, nope, nope. They were just gonna, they just left us sitting until, uh, I, I, somebody said Gandalf, the gene, uh, comes okay. in later <laughs> right. uh, to, to save the day for the action. In some ways, it's a uh, it has great elements of horror, where you're 
jumping at shadows. It's a very Hitchcockian mm-hmm. thing where you're so amped up that any little thing you're going to, uh, and you're going to, yes. uh, and, and, yes. and there's nothing there. Even the ding dong ditch sort of freaks you out, right? Exactly. Is that Doho Hank sending somebody to get it? Right. And it's just, you know, some kids laughing, running away, whatever, probably, you know. Got a uh, lot of enemies, Barry. Yeah. And and so it was really a great episode in that regard of ramping up the tension and prepping us for going into the slide of these these next three uh, episodes. And Lord knows what's going to happen with John and Sally and this little proto family. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, how is John is so ill prepared for the world? I mean, he doesn't even know oh what you know uh, uh, what that Call video of Duty. game was. Call of Duty, right? How can you? No, you don't. You apparently don't know what it is either. So I almost uh, said Fortnite. You? Oh man, I, <laughs> I, I was playing Fortnite with a, a patron of ours the other day. Okay, with, uh, oh, nice. with Dork of the Ninjas. We were having oh, cool. a lot of fun, and uh, we were we were playing as Star Wars characters. We actually had a fun time where we. Did a, a fusion dance of uh, Darth Vader and Anakin, so we, you know we were we were having a fun time. So the, hang out with the Lorehounds and exactly, uh, yeah, play exactly. Silly Get games on our Discord. John. You might end up on Fortnite with me. That's right. That's a good Patreon benefit. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So John, I just I just feel horrible for this kid because he's he's being sheltered by this weird eight years of not interacting with with other you know kids and and. He's trying to engineer his child and to put in all the correct, like, uh, like he's a machine and some software. And he's like, if he just writes the right code and puts in the right gears right. and cogs, right. that, that his son will turn out into some sort of perfect, you know, Pinocchio, like, uh, well, not Pinocchio, but you know what I mean? Like a, a right. constructed being that is a, a mirror of, your, of the maker, which is not at all who we are. The, so many of our personality traits are just this vast soup of genetic mixing from all of our different parents that have nothing to do with our parents, right? Right? That have nothing individually to do. We we emerge in in a way that is we're not engineered by our moms and dads. Where we 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 grow within their sphere, but we grow from what we already have, not what they're installing at us on us uh, at particular ages. Sorry, go hey. ahead. And I think I got a rant there. <laughs> they've done that. No, I like the rant. I think that they've done studies that show that you know your peers actually have more influence on how you have a yeah. personality than yeah. your parents. You know, yeah. and I mean, think about all the all the quotes you get. You know, the catchphrases you get, the inside jokes and things like that. They all come from your friends. They don't usually come from your parents. Well, I see all these traits coming in with uh, with our child coming from school of ways that. I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? That is not either my spouse or I. That is totally from, you know, behaviors being picked up. Because you, when you're a kid, you're trying different things out. You're exploring things, especially in your teenage years. Yeah. Trying to find some identity and you're rotating your identities all the time. And yeah. So yeah, the, the fallacy of a parent being this, uh, this uh, uh, what was the Pinocchio's dad's name? Uh, Geppetto. Geppetto. Yeah, Geppetto, some sort of Geppetto figure of building your child to, to be exactly what you want them to, to be. And that's what I feel Barry's trying to do with this poor kid. I just feel terrible for him. Well, and everything is based in words, right? It's all about stories. It's not about reality. It's not an mm, experience. He yeah. doesn't let him play baseball and decide if he likes it or not. He tells him, baseball is terrible. Watch this video. Right. <laughs> God. He doesn't bring him to a Lincoln museum or something like that and right 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 he, he just tells him abraham lincoln was great or maybe right. not but maybe he is but maybe not it's all it's all stories right it's all about narratives it's all about the stage for barry right. it's all about the performance 
Interesting. It is, well, in, and a lot of times in that regard, and I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but you know, the, this idea of disassociation of like, he's not associated, he's not present in reality. He's living in right. some sort of, he's living in reality, but behind some scrim of a fantasy that he's constructed of how things should be according to this weird, twisted, yeah. internal monologue, nostalgia stew that he's, uh, he's got in there. So, yeah. Well, right. what a bleak episode. Let's laugh about one thing. Yes. Uh, the cupcake show. How'd you feel about that? Because that cup- made me laugh when she goes, uh, she's like, well, we almost fired you in season two. When Natalie's like, we, we almost fired you in season two. She just oh, is right. so yes. bad about her, <laughs> right. Right. her coworker. Sorry, I was, was, I was blanking on that, that scene. But yeah, when she's watching the, the show about, yeah, that's totally. The, I, what I was keyed into with all of that was Sally's rage. And okay. horror and, yeah. and nauseous feeling of like, oh my lord, this is horrible, and this should have been my life, and I right. can't believe what I'm watching, and the president is, you know, quoting our show, and yeah, that was right. that really burned. That whole sequence really burned, but it was pretty funny when she's like, oh yeah, we almost fired you, <laughs> and she sees the money on the billboard too, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't she walk past the billboard of her former acting student? Having right. success with this, she's in the fourth movie of this stupid superhero franchise. Oh no, I think that was at the end when the assistant was walking. To, oh right, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, it's around, is my point. She, I'm sure yeah. she's aware that oh, her former absolutely. acting student no is having success, and she could have definitely milked the money out of that. And that was, because, and that was, yeah, 70k a, a movie and more, right? right? You know, right. she could have been a lot more going on from that. From that, it's been so, eight years, so that's an average of thirty five thousand a year. If it's just the superhero movies, just the sure one movie, more stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I love that. I think the thing that really caught me the most was the half frozen pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just oh, so bad. Just it's wild. good, right, John? Yeah. <laughs> and she's got nothing. She's not eating. Because she's she, all she's doing is drinking. Well, she eats potatoes for <laughs> day in, day out. Liquid potato diet. Exactly. All right. Good. Well, yeah, another good episode. I'm really looking forward to these next three. It's going to be a wild ride. And to see Kusuno show up, and I really like that they bookended the episode. Not They didn't really bookend it, but you know they left us with him. Yeah. And so it's going to be interesting yeah. to hear what happened. Like, is his son dead? Uh, I saw him the previously on... That was definitely a shoulder wound. Like you could see the blood. Well, the one definitely was. One definitely was. Yeah, we don't know where the second one hit. So, right. no idea if he's alive or dead. And I, the the whole scene with the security guard and the administrative assistant. You know, well, he just looks old. <laughs> I can't yeah. tell if it's really Cusano or not. I mean, yeah. really, really great uh, setup. So, eight year, an eight year mystery of where Gene is, and he seems sharp. He seems yes. like yes. he's uh, got a mission and he knows what he wants to do about it. So I'm looking forward to next episode to finding out what that backstory was. Yeah, Bill Hader said in the podcast they're gonna they're gonna illuminate where he was in the next yeah, episode. So I'm excited for that. Okay, cool. All right, David, I think it's time for our outro. Would you like to discuss our patrons? Yeah. Uh, so as I said before at the top of the episode, we have a uh, Patreon. Patreon is the best way to support us. Uh, ad revenue is fickle. And uh, John and I are working very hard at um, just, yeah, keeping the, the content machinery churning. And there's costs in that and time and everything like that. So uh, if you want to throw us some bucks, uh, we would love to have you as a Patreon supporter. To that end, we have uh, three tiers and our top tier gets a shout out. Those are our lore masters. And those fine folks are Samartian, Cyrus, Mark H., 
uh, Michael G, Michelle E, David W, Brian P, Nick W, SC, Peter OH, Bettina W, Adam S, Nancy M, Lavinia T, Duve 71, Brian 8063, Frederick H, Sarah L, Gareth C, Eric F, Matthew M, Sarah M, and DJ Miwa. Um, Thank you all so very much for your support and your ongoing support. We really appreciate it. A couple of notes about our our one-year anniversary. That's going to be in July. July 11th is actually our our one-year birthday. Everyone who subscribed by the end of July is going to get a special thank you gift from us. We're producing a sticker, a Lorehound sticker. I can uh, release it now because I would talk to our producer, uh, our, our you know the folks who are going to do our merch. It's going to be our little lion figure and our little rabbit figure, which are going to be independently removable from the sticker, as well as our Lorehounds uh, logo from our original podcast, The Second Age. And then we're going to have some sort of uh, Elvin scripted uh, special thing about our birthday or anniversary. We're still working that detail out, but that way it's going to make it commemorative. So the only way you can get one of these stickers ever is to have been a subscriber towards the end of July or by the end of July. And then we're going to send that to you guys in the mail. Um, we're also working, we're probably going to do a bunch more live watch activities. We just watched, did a live watch of Conan, which we're covering on Second Breakfast. We did a live watch of our uh, star of the 77 Star Wars movie, which was a lot of fun. That was just sort of a May the Fourth of uh, May the Fourth be with you kind of activity, but we're probably going to do more of those. So we've got more Patreon benefits on the way. So you know, if you want to give us give us a leg up and uh, get some cool exclusives, check us out. Um, John May programming schedule notes. Yeah, it's a, a short podcast, on. so I'll keep the programming notes short. But, you know, you're here on Barry. You know that's going on. We also have weekly the White House Plumber podcast and the Ted Lasso podcast. Both of those are fun times. They're very different shows. We had some Nixon tape inclusion in the White House Plumber podcast last week. Yeah, and, one of uh, our listeners is actually a presidential records historian and is sending us actual material. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's been cool. That's been cool. And uh of course, we are having fun with that, and we are having fun with Ted Lasso, uh, and it's probable last season. So join us for that. And for uh, this weekend, we should have a podcast coming out reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Yeah, I just 3. saw it so last night. Nice. Yeah, I got to yeah. go tomorrow night. And uh, if you are enjoying the MCU, if you're enjoying that movie, definitely check it out. I'll be on that one, which I'm not usually on the Marvel podcast, so... Join us on there, and again, stay subscribed. Check us out on Patreon. Check us out on Public, wherever you listen. Thanks for being with us. The Lorehounds Podcast is produced and published by The Lorehounds. You can send questions and feedback and voicemails at thelorehounds.com slash contact. Get early and ad-free access to all Lorehounds podcasts at patreon.com slash thelorehounds. Any opinions stated are ours personally and do not reflect the opinion of or belong to any employers or other entities. Thanks for listening. A new Star Wars journey begins in the place all good journeys begin. At, well, the beginning. This Star Wars Day, I'm excited to introduce the new Star Wars Canon Timeline Podcast, where we will piece together the complete story of that galaxy far, far away, in timeline order, from the dawn of the Jedi through the great unknown following the sequel trilogy. This is a podcast for both Star Wars superfans and complete newbies. Listen to the short intro episode now to hear how it works, 
and what to expect over the coming weeks as we set the stage for the new television series, The Acolyte, which we will be covering with weekly breakdowns. Subscribe to the Star Wars Canon Timeline podcast wherever you listen to take part in one of the most epic and expansive stories ever told, following all the twists and turns from start to finish. May the 4th be with you all, all month and beyond. <laughs>